Alright, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast, brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. It's the first week of the playoffs, week 14 in the SOFFL. Joining me tonight, Eddie Mitchum from Steel Curtain. Good to be here. It's great to have you finally on tonight. We had a little, a lot of technical difficulties tonight, but finally got squared away. Ed, you are the, uh, the five seed for the tournament. Lenton. Also joining Shane Stein. Shane, how's it going, buddy? Yeah. It took the words right out, of my, right out of my mouth. It's good to be here, Matt. <laughs> you don't have to hold the camera up to your mouth. No, you do. Are you oh. talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. You guys, man, I can't deal with the two of you. Shane. Shane, can you give us any insight? Who is going to win this win this thing? What do you, um, where, are you uh, leading, where are you leading right now? I think, uh, well, obviously I'm leaning towards your, your team because I think you have the best team, but um, I've still told you that for a while now. But I, I think we actually have... But, uh, or I feel like... I could see any of the six teams winning. All right, let's get in. <laughs> you skipped out for the, you skipped out for the whole middle of that. That's fine. Um, do you have trivia for us tonight? Of course. All right, let's do it. Uh, so, for those of you who have been following, stump the scrub style. style is one of them um, but usually there's a, there's some common themes um, this week my second favorite player Larry Fitzgerald is set to pass Randy Moss for third on the all-time receiving yards list there are eight players who have more re- in those eight players I'm going to ask, you said the eight players with more receiving yards than Larry Fitzgerald? This season. Oh, this season. All right. I'll say DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is second, correct. Antonio Brown. A.B. Where's A.B. at? Um, Adam Thielen. Hooked on a Thielen is number four. He has 800 yards the last three weeks. 
Um, I can't say him. He's touchdowns. I'm guessing there's a trick question in here. That Travis Kelsey might be one of them. Mm. Gonna have to give that answer to us again, Shane. I'm sorry. Say that again. What did you say about Kelsey? Kelsey's actually 11th. He's Devontae Adams? No, sir. At any time you want to jump in here, (laughs) feel free. I think Michael Thomas is on that list. No? No, Michael, I cannot hear you. Michael Thomas? Nah, incorrect. Thomas is three yards behind his trail. Adriel Jeremiah Green? Correct. 886 yards for Green. He's, he's ahead of his trail. What about Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks is on the list as well. That's why I was saying anytime Ed wanted to jump in there, a couple guys on his squad. Anytime you want to jump in, Matt. He's not there. Julio's not there. Julio's number three. That's so dumb. 1,063 yards. When? Such a bad season he's having, huh? Terrible, actually. And then there's one player left. He's the only one that will not be participating in in the SF. S-O-F-F-L playoffs this year. Um, It's not Robbie Anderson, is it? It is not. All right. Reek. Tyreek Hill is number six on the list. Uh, 911 yards. That's correct. All right. I actually had a two-parter question here, but you guys took forever on that one. I don't know if we want to get to it. No, go for it. Okay. Um, Since the Super Bowl where Larry Fitzgerald's Cardinals memories of me and Edward Mitchum, um, since that season started... Larry Fitzgerald has had 11 quarterbacks oh my God. start a game for him. Can you name the 11 quarterbacks that started a game since the 08-09 season Super Bowl? Good. Palmer. That's all I got. No, of course. Carson Palmer. Yes. Kirk. 
Kurt Warner. Correct. Alright. Blaine Gabbert. I don't know who's voting now. Blaine Gabbert. Correct. Of course. Um, Drew Stanton. Of course. How about Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas did not start a game. Oh, come on. Well, Ryan Lindley did. Ryan Lindley did start a game. <clears throat> um, that might be where I get exhausted there. Um, let's think about this. Yeah, I think I'm out. Matt Liner. Oh. Matt Liner did start a game. Nice. Good one. Could pull it. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else. Only one, uh, I think two names that are still playing in the league right now. Still in the league anyway. What do we have? Three names left. You have four, five names left. There's eleven total. Yes. Oh my god. Season was a pretty bad one for for the Arizona Cardinals. Which season? 2012. Yeah. Sean Hill, he started a game for them, right? No, he did not. No. Got a, a former Eagle royalty on here. Oh, Kevin Cobb. Kevin Corn on the Cobb did start a few games for the Cardinals. We have a guy that is still a backup in the league. Just traded teams back to his original. I almost or not original. I almost said Hoyer. Did Hoyer play for the Cardinals? Brian, Brian Hoyer started a game in 2012 for the Cardinals. <clears throat> um. What about John Navarre? That was a little before then. Uh, uh, Navarre did start a game, but not since that Super Bowl or since that season. Okay. Good name, though. I loved him, man. He was so good in college. He was really good. <laughs> uh, some tough names here. I'll uh, we'll finish. We'll just finish this up so we can move on. Um, Derek Anderson started a game. Uh, John Skelton. Oh yeah. And everyone's favorite BYU quarterback, Max Hall. Yeah. Was a starting quarterback for Larry Fitzgerald. Um, I mean, talk about just some shitty, shitty quarterback play <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. <laughs> well, in our... I mean, this is just pathetic. In our 2017 superlatives here, we will get to some bad quarterback play. So, let's start these off here. Um, I just came up with, with Ed's help. 
some uh, some awards, and I gave him some different names here, and we'll just give out awards. We can repeat. Just wanted to get some of the other teams that aren't in the postseason uh, involved in in the podcast tonight. So let's start off with the con artist. The con artist is known for not paying their league fee until after the playoffs. I think this one's a layup. It's got to be the ice cream shitters. <laughs> Eddie, you agree, obviously? Yeah. Do you uh, do you guys think I've seen Spears' money yet? No. No. He has it for me. He told me in an envelope sitting in his house. Um, yeah, I, Spears is good for it, but it's just funny. There, there is always that guy. Um, all right, here's the the Oracle, the guy that drafted the most busts. Wow. Um... <laughs> I almost want to call this one Spears too. <laughs> I kind of want to say. Sure, but he didn't draft him. I mean, he kept him. Yeah. <clears throat> Eddie, you're looking at the draft board, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess because of injury, sure is the pick, but I wouldn't consider that to be fucked. In my opinion, I mean, uh, the Steve Wolves drafted Hyde, who hasn't been great. Martinez Bryant, Kobe Fleener, Thomas Rawls, John Brown, Josh Doxson. Yeah, I was just thinking Spears had DeMarco Murray, who I would consider a semi-bust. Ty Montgomery, Jordy Nelson was obviously a bust. He kept him, though. Um... Cooper. Yeah, Wend- Wendell Smallwood. <laughs> I don't know if Smallwood can bust, but... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I-, I didn't even mean that that way. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's a family show. Yeah, I know. All right, let's move on. Speaking of family show, um, this next award is The Peacekeeper. The only thing I have in here is that this person's basically the anti-Shane. Um, this is Matt Kozlowski. Desert Dogs. That's weird. No one rides a fence. No one rides a fence like the Desert Dogs. I think it's Bull. He's the I least. What? I think it's Ty. Bull's the least controversial person. I feel like Ty doesn't even answer half the controversial threads. That's true. Oh, if we're looking for least controversial, then yeah, it's probably Bull or Ty. Yeah, I actually asked Bull the night that uh, Rawls got rolled out as inactive. I texted him and said, "Yo, can you quick pick up JD McKissick so Shane can't get him?" And he said, "Nah, man, he might get mad at me if I did that." <laughs> you ended up going lock it anyway, but I was working pretty hard there at seven thirty to try to get some people blocked. Um, now this next one I think we all know who this one is uh, this is the Wayne Brady 
Wayne Brady's the host of Let's Make a Deal, and he can sell snow to an Eskimo. That's you, buddy. Yeah. Cause, moving on. <laughs> uh, this one's the hyperventilator. Quickest to push the panic button, and the league consumes his entire life. Papa Cos. I had this yeah. one as Eddie, though, too. I think it's, <laughs> it's a tie between the two. <laughs> Curtin and Patriots? Yeah, I think so. Um, in today's day and age, this award may get you creeped out. This one's called the Googler. But we're not going there. Um, this guy just knows everything about everything. First one to whip out a stat. Well, it was Jeremy. <laughs> but he's no longer with us. It's probably I Shane. Th- I think it's you. I think it's trivia. you. I think it's Shane with the trivia and... So it's pro- what? We, we said it's you, Shane. Yeah, yeah, it's probably me now. It was Jeremy, it's probably me. Let's go to the homer. Most players owned on his favorite team. Butler. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's Butler. Butler loves having Steelers. Next award is the Cleveland Brown. Have any? (laughs) What? I guess it has to be Phil. Phil has... I mean, does Butler even have any Steelers this year? He has the Steelers defense and James Conner. Okay, Conner. Yeah, I forgot about Conner's stash on his bench. And he's basically worked his ass off to keep the Steelers defense all year. So, <laughs> um, Fair enough. Next award is the Cleveland Brown. They have the most unsettled quarterback position this year in the league. There's only one guy that owns four of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't said his name yet. That'd be, that that'd be Fegley. There's only one guy that spent $17 on two different quarterbacks. And he didn't even get the next Jake the Snake. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt like he was always having to play the matchups week in and week out, and it felt like he usually had the wrong one. Uh, next guy is the loose Larry. He overspent on the wrong players in the draft. Huh. This is hard. I'd have to oh. say Bowl because he had the most money and he didn't make the playoffs. I'm gonna go with the Fleetwood franchise. But he ended up getting getting dealing for him. Yeah. At a quick glance, without really taking time to dig into it, I'll go Fleetwood franchise forty-six dollars on a Jai, fifty on Alshon Jeffrey, thirty-three on Cook. Obviously, his next two biggest price tags are Pierre Garcon and Rob Kelly. Then yeah, that's a bad draft. And then after that was a nine-dollar Marcus Mariota. I'm sorry, nineteen on Sammy Watkins, and then a nine-dollar Mariota. Distinctly remember Shane liking that nineteen dollars for Sammy Watkins. I did. <laughs> Thought it was gonna be a nice year for him. Alright. Next award. I'll give you the franchise on that one, Ed. Next award's the Frugal Frank. He got the best buys in the draft. 
time breakout guys to look for. Um, I mean, I got Kamara for a dollar, but that's been beat to death. Yeah, I mean, Kamara's been been pretty much the biggest steal here in the last five weeks or whatever. I think uh, I think the Mad Dogs did a really good job of getting top end talent for middle dollars. And by that, I mean he got Keenan Allen at a good price. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins. I mean, Cousins has been top six, top seven all year. All right, next one, the black hole. Worst luck. Sure. Sure. Got to be yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, he has two top ten players go down. Early. <laughs> yeah. And then he starts... I felt like he was starting to figure it out a little bit, and then Zeke gets the suspension held up after that trade, so... Definitely a weird year for him, but we know he'll be back next year. Um, and then final one is the curve killer. The person who screws up the waiver wire prices and makes everyone second guess everything they're doing on a Wednesday night. Normally, I would say it's Papa Kaz. <laughs> he, he usually has some uh, interesting bids out there that uh, make you scratch your head. Um, this year, I think it, I think it was intentionally Phil. <laughs> With that first yeah. one. The With three, that, uh, what was it? The three Cohen bid. Yeah, forty-two bucks. Why do you say it was intentional? Well, I don't know. He's. He did that the one year too with uh, Sharkandrick West. He went like. $30 more than what everyone else thought Sir Kendrick West should go for. So Phil was going to be my answer. Um, and I think you're just saying my dad because I think it was two years ago he spent like $28 in one week on four wide receivers and one of them ended up on his team at the end of the week. <laughs> So, Robert Woods, Robert Woods, I feel like was in there. Yeah, he was. Robert Woods. Uh, yeah. He spent, yeah. He spent like four. Four. All right, let's go to the week fourteen matchups. Um, couple of rematches, couple of round threes. We're calling them here for these these uh, rivalries. We'll start off with Butler and Spears. It's a 3-6 game. Spears 2-0 against Butler uh, in the regular season this year. We'll start off with the hammer, though. If Joe Mixon can't go this week, who should Butler replace him with in his starting lineup? Giovanni Bernard. 
Yeah, I think it's Geo. That would require that he go out and get him. Right? <coughs> That's the only hang up in that. Correct. And I think Butler doesn't have a lot of uh, a lot of waiver money left. He's got eleven bucks. So I was more thinking someone on the roster. If you guys wanna wanna go there with me, Randall Cobb. Oh, see, Hogan's back this week. That's the... And I think Aaron Jones is going to get the carries in Green Bay this week, so... Might go Aaron Jones there, actually. Um, next question for Butler's team. Are Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins the most important players in this matchup for Butler other than Tom Brady this week? Obviously, Brady's importance well-documented to this team. Um, but I think the matchup for the Texans, he really needs these two guys to come through. That's my reason for asking it. Yeah, that was going to be my reason, my answer. <coughs> matchup, you're expecting some nice numbers for probably at least one of them. But, I mean, you're hoping both of them can do well against that defense. Yeah. At least 30 points out of those two. Um, and he's probably going to need it. So, those two are probably. I mean, I'm, you you got to expect Fitz to have a pretty solid game against Tennessee. Yes. Pretty weak secondary. Um, you got to expect big things from him. But yeah, Hopkins and Miller against at home against a pretty bad San Francisco team. I think Jimmy Graham has a decent matchup, too, this week. Um, I know Jacksonville's defense has been tough, but I think that's the one position that they allow some stuff to. So, um, Let's go to Spears' team. Name the two players you have the most confidence in on this roster other than Carson Wentz. Jarvis Landry's one for me. Yeah, that's a lot. I'm going to say the other one's McCaffrey. Even though I don't feel that way about the Vikings defense, but... Yeah, it has to be, I think, but... I like Frank Gore this week. Yeah, Landry has to be on there. Um... Yeah, there's not a whole lot of confidence. Uh, <laughs> it would have been Demarius for me, but the past couple of weeks with poor quarterback play. So, I think Frank Gore is a big game this week. I'm just going to stand by that. I think he could get a couple, a uh, couple short, short fields here with uh, Peterman quarterbacking. So. Um, if Spears can win this week, you guys think Rodgers, and more importantly for his team, Nelson, come back next week and make him a contender again in this race? 
obviously he's going to need Jordy Nelson to, to produce to have a chance to win it all. And Nelson's not going to do that unless Rob. Uh, if he can somehow get by this week and get Rogers back, turns Nelson back into a wide receiver one option. Yeah. He desperately needs it. All right. So who wins this matchup, guys? Give me the hammer, and it's not that close. I'm going to take the hammer, too. I think it's a clean sweep. <clears throat> and I think Spears would tell you the same thing. So, uh, this is the heavyweight matchup of the first round here. Steel Curtain against the Seawolves. Steel Curtain took the first matchup. Wolves took the most recent one last week. Two of the better teams in the league here. Um, we'll start off with Eddie's team. How much does Rob Gronkowski's one-game suspension help Brandon Cooks this week on Monday night? Hopefully a ton. Uh, certainly would think it would. Um, yeah, I look for Cooks to have a big game this Monday. The only thing that's a little concerning is in games where Gronk has not played the last two years, I think, Danny Amendola has been the main benefactor, which I guess makes sense. You would think Cooks gets a little more volume, but obviously Amendola gets the biggest uptick from what he gets with Gronk compared to without Gronk. So. Well, the other thing that's concerning is the Patriots <clears throat> usually play pretty terrible at Miami. They do. They do. Um, they always seem to struggle. Yeah, I think they're just going to... I think they're coming off a really... I thought they played terrible this past weekend, too. So, I always like riding the pats after a bad performance. So, <clears throat> Alright, next question for Ed. Do you guys think he should be looking to stream a defense this week? Jacksonville has Seattle. Uh, no. Seattle coming all the way across the country. Uh, just an absolutely poor offensive line. Um, I think Jacksonville's fine. Hold on. <laughs> okay, thank you. I didn't know I had to divulge all my lineup decisions. Playoff week. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. I just I didn't say will you. I said should you. Um, Russell Wilson's terrifying, obviously, um, but I don't know if he's enough to get this done. This is a tall task for that that squad. Let's move over to the Sea Wolves. Which two skill players get left out of the lineup this week for the Wolves? What do you guys think? Last week it was Stefan Diggs and Des Bryant. Went with the four running back set. Mark Ingram's questionable. That's something to obviously watch. Uh, 
Jalen Brown. I think Baltimore's tough. See what you did there, Ed. Um. Well, yeah, I think he's going to stick with what he's got right now in there, um, as long as Ingram goes. Um, don't really love the matchups for Diggs or Bryant. Yeah, I don't love the matchup for Crowder either. That's the thing. I I like the matchup for Diggs better than Crowder, but I think I understand it at least. Definitely, he's got tough decisions to make every week, man. That's that's hard. Um, what number do you guys think Phil needs from Alex Smith to lock in a win this week? Obviously, 46 last week was a good number to, to lock in the W. He got 19 from him, I think, in their first matchup. No, 33, and Ed still beat him. Um, he's going to need 45. He's going to need a big week from Smith. Um... Just looking at the matchups here, he, he's going to need Smith to perform. I'm going to say he's going to need 25 plus. Okay, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking, probably 25 to 30 somewhere in there. But Bell and Brown is just terrifying, though. I know it's not the best matchup, but Sunday night game definitely something to be worried about. Who do you guys have winning this one? Curtain versus the Wolves. I feel like I know where Shane's leaning since he's talking matchups. That's where Shane likes to go. Um, well, I'm going to take myself, but I'm concerned about the Hurts situation. That hurts me. Hmm. I think this matchup is very, very close. And I think I'm going to take steel curtain oh man you guys are making it hard on me I want to make a clean sweep against Phil um but I'm going to do it anyway I'm going to go with the curtain alright let's talk about the playoffs we haven't talked about mine and Mick's teams. Mick got the two seed, winning the uh, <clears throat> LA division. You guys want to rank the six teams in order of most likely likeliness to win the Super Bowl three? You're obviously one. I don't know why I have to obviously be one. Um, gee, I don't know. I've been... Red, I've, Red Desert Dogs are one. Points, <laughs> a weekly high score. I mean, you won all the regular season accolades. How are you not obviously one? Okay, that's fine. <coughs> all right. 
think. Um, I think Spears is six. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Safe. I think Butler's two. Mad Dogs are three. I'm four. And you got Phil five then. Eagles are five, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that, Ed. I'm curious why you guys had Butler, too. Because I think Butler's better than Mick, and they obviously have to be two and three because whoever wins that, their chances of seeing you until the championship are far less. Yeah, it's based on it's based on the matchups. I mean, Butler gets to, to face Spears, and I think we have a... Not to say the Spears team isn't great, but I think he, he's the clear-cut sixth team out of out of the six in the in the playoffs. So I feel like Butler gets a better matchup there, and then obviously that sets him up with a matchup with Mick. So I think Phil's team is better than mine, but I think, gonna reach them. I think I might be on the right side of the matchups this week, and obviously if he can't win this one, then he can't go on. Yeah. I think his team, like roster-wise, is better than mine. Oh, definitely. I just I'm hoping the matchups bear my way. I think he's number two in terms of roster. Right. Okay. But the question was likelihood of winning it all. No, you're right. You're right. I didn't think about it from that perspective. I was just thinking. Best teams. Yeah. Yeah. Completely on its head. If we said best rosters. Um, next question would be which players do you guys think will impact this playoff race the most? Um, you know, who are the most important players for each one of these teams, I guess? Uh, I think it's your running backs, cause Um, it's your running backs and Russell Wilson are the difference. Um, right now in the league for me. Um, no one can really match up with, with your three-headed monster of Wilson, Gurley, and Kamara and stuff, except for Phil. I think Phil and <coughs> I was going to throw Kelsey into that mix for me, too. I mean, if I can win those four positions every week, that really helps. Obviously, he's been he's been a monster for yeah. you. Tom Brady's huge for Butler. That's the biggest piece there. Obviously, he just doesn't win on weeks where where Brady doesn't put up twenty five or more. Um, Mix Mix's biggest thing right now, I think, is Keenan Allen. He needs to keep rolling, but he also needs Howard and either Ajayi or Riddick to put up double digits, which they haven't been doing, but. He's, uh, he's still been winning. Ed, I think you're next to unbeatable if Breeze has a good game. But I think it's my three-headed receiving core. Well, that's, those, that's obviously I'm huge. Gonna, yeah. going to score 30 apiece if yeah. they do that. Yeah. It's bad news. And it felt like watching uh, Dalton and Green Monday night. It felt like it was starting to get back to what I expected it to be, where he was just going to pepper him. 
because he hasn't done that. Last week I was bitching about him not getting targets for the second half, and they came out looking to get him the football, and he even had a long touchdown wiped off for a hold, so. Yeah. He could have had one of the. No, he looked looked really good. Uh, Phil's most important, I mean, everyone not named Bell and Brown, if they do anything, he's really tough to beat. And then Spears just needs that fantasy defense to pick it up again. Nobody was scoring against him in the first 10 weeks, and he was winning games. Yeah, the problem Spears is going to run into, I mean, if he somehow can get by Butler this week, he has to play you. Yeah, I know. And uh, I mean, he's going to need some serious luck to, to match up with your, your yeah. squad. Yeah, I'm really hoping he can pull this one off. No offense to Butler, but I'd love to see Spears in round two. I like to see that a lot. I, I think you guys might be sleeping on a mixed team, though. I understand... I understand putting Butler there and Mick kind of backdoored into it, but he's been putting up some really big weeks the last couple weeks here. This team is this team is getting hot at the right times. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, if you're looking at the teams, I mean, uh, there's nothing that like really stands out about Mick's team, but it's really not not very not that bad. I mean, it's a pretty good squad. It's just it's not very. Uh, Sexy, I guess, is the term. Yeah, I'm looking for, but it, but it's a solid squad. I mean, other than uh, go ahead. I think the big weeks have come because Keenan Allen, Delaney Walker have been busting out big. And the Chargers, yeah. and the Chargers defense. Yeah, Howard's falling off the wagon. Uh, JJ is just never going to see a workload worth having there. So I just think there's more gaps. That's probably fair. Keenan Allen, the last three weeks. I mean, you look at that. 64, 86 points in the last three weeks. <coughs> it's ridiculous. M. Walker's, M. Walker's had three, stage, three, three straight double-digit performances, and he hasn't had any all season except for week one and week two. <laughs> that was the guy so. Nick wanted, man. That was his guy. So yeah, maybe and now that I look at it, maybe it's not that great. But I, I just think it's almost like a, it's like a good cash game lineup. Like he's gonna throw a number out there, that's pretty safe, and you got to go beat it. So here's a question: Just looking at mixed team right now, Fee guys, would you consider playing Big Ben at home on Sunday night over Cousins on the road at the Chargers? <sighs> yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think that's a move I would I would definitely be considering right now. I mean the Ravens um, are the Ravens are tough, but yeah, Ben at home. Yeah, yeah I think that's something I would definitely at least consider. Have to. Eddie, you're the Steelers expert. What do you think? I missed the conversation. Sorry. Well, Mick doesn't have to. Mick doesn't play this week. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I came back to. I was confused. I really thought we were just breaking down a guy's lineup decisions that's still on the bye. <laughs> My fault. I, 
didn't know if we were playing hypotheticals or like you guys were really going at that. <laughs> I was I was really concerned for him there for a second. <laughs> I wasn't sure he was going to make the right decision at quarterback. I was clicking back to the match. I was thinking I could have sworn he got the thought. <laughs> um, Shane, you made the playoffs in the couples league. Congrats. <laughs> Got a big week this week against Papa Cos. Yeah. Eddie, you uh, started like four players that didn't even play last week. And me and my wife got the buys. So. I basically have to run through the whole Kozlowski family to win the ship. <laughs> I think there's four of us in, in the playoffs. <laughs> me, yeah. It's me versus the Kozlowski family. Yeah. <laughs> And and I think Andy Petsar's in there too somewhere, so. He does, yeah, yeah, he's in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should be fun. I love this time of year. It's so stressful though. Um, every play feels like it's the one that's going to swing the matchup. So definitely like having this week off. But you just I hate Shane. You can say I think you've had buys in the last two years. Um just watching your players play anytime they come up lame in week 14 you're like holding your breath yeah yeah for sure um i didn't have a buy last year because spears beat me out for the division oh yeah that's right. but but yeah um having that buy in week one that week uh, week one of the playoffs you're just you're just hoping no one gets hurt yeah <laughs> you're, you're kind of hoping that your team has a bad week yes to be honest I mean, when you have when you have a good team like yours, you're hoping that it's kind of the week where none of them get in the end zone because yep. you know that it's just gonna even out. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, last question, I guess, real quick, um, and it's not on the agenda that we did, but any players on the waiver wire tonight that could help swing a matchup this week? And Eddie, if you don't want, on, uh, Eddie, if you don't want to answer, I understand. Probably won't put this out till after the waivers run anyway. So, um, not really. Pretty bad. Um, yeah, it's not not exactly. Uh, Maybe Mike Davis. You can also run on Jacksonville a little bit. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot out there. Not for the caliber of teams that, that are that are playing this week. No. Bills D looks pretty good though. Bills D, Jets D, Cowboys, Packers. I think Spears has a claim in for Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> he, he, he texted me on Monday and said, yo, did I get Stewart? I said, I don't know. It didn't go yet. He's like, well, do I have the highest bid? I said, I don't know. I can't see that until it runs. So, be interested to see if he gets him. I don't know what he bid. I'm guessing if it's Spears, not more than a dollar. So, 
<laughs> All right, that wraps up week 14 podcast. Shane, we are going to get an article from you, though. We are. All right, sounds good. Anything else for the good of the order other than being excited? No, uh, good luck to everyone uh, as the playoffs get going here. Yep, time to start planning the uh, the playoff get-together. I think we're going to shoot for round two, <laughs> the divisional round, because the wild card round in the AFC is going to be next to unwatchable. So, yeah, it could be a snooze fest. Yeah. So I'm going to try and shoot for uh, the divisional round to get everyone together. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Shane, for joining me. Thanks for breaking down week 14. Good luck to the teams involved. Um, Mick and I will be waiting for you in week 15. <laughs>